Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. So tell me about this <laughs> Irish wedding that you were at. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There was a Kaylee band. And I was drunk uh-huh. and trying to message you, Kaylee. And it, I was just saying, like, <laughs> quarterly, Kaylee, Kellogg's. And you were like, what? You said Kellogg's, like the cereal. And I it was like, be- what? the heck are you talking about <laughs> i don't even know how you spell kaylee band it's really difficult but yeah it's basically just like a jiggy irish jig yeah isn't it? yeah uh, it's c-e-i-l-i if anyone wants to look it up what a kaylee band is yeah but, so yeah you you were messaging me and you were like there's an irish kellogg band here i was like am i supposed <laughs> to know what that means Everyone was just, it was almost like country dancing. Like it was like, everyone join mm. hands and everyone go in yeah. and everyone come out. And then you have to like go around in a circle. And it was just, oh, it was just like drunk people behavior. That's what is fun about Kaylee bands. It's like, it's, that's the whole idea of it is like everyone's supposed to come together. You're supposed to bring whatever instrument you have that you could play. You're supposed to dance. You're yeah. like, everyone's supposed to come together. It was, it was good fun. Basically, I've got this new rule where it's like, if you look at an event and you think, would I bring my grandma to that or would it be a bit much for her? You wouldn't take your grandma to like Thought Park. You'd be like, Nana can't take a whole day at Thought Park. That's too much. She's going to want to go home halfway. Yeah. Like, that's my new thing. Like, if you want to take me anywhere, you're going to have to do the Nana test, which is like, would I take Nana for a whole day doing this? Would Nana be able to get oh. through this or would she be falling asleep in her wheelchair? Like, that's the new test if you want to take me anywhere. That's the new um, bar for Talissa. Yeah. What's grandma going to do? Do we need to take like an extra blanket for her? Is she going to? Yeah. That's basically where I'm at. Yeah. I feel like I'm the, like, I'm my grandpa who is 92 this year or next year. He just keeps going. He doesn't, he'll wow. dance at a wedding. He'll, I I think he thinks that if he sits down, then that's it. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. It's over for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good method. Just never stop. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Like never let it settle. <laughs> so I feel like if I, if I took him to Thorpe Park or like some kind of like, like Disneyland or something, then he, he would like push through and do it and i feel like that's who i am as well okay <laughs> like so you're crazy no matter grandpa how test. i feel yeah <laughs> and i'm nana test <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so needless to say i've been spending a lot of time like ingesting true crime even more than probably mm-hmm. usual and yeah. i know today we're going to talk about general true crime stuff i yeah. have been so balls deep in the Adnan Saeed case. Yes. Ask me okay. anything. Talissa's <laughs> <Like, laughs> AMA about Adnan Saeed. <laughs> Honestly, it's all I've been doing. Yeah, there's nothing much to report from okay, my end. amazing. In terms of social stuff. 
Okay, we'll we'll get into that. Um, we do have some things to talk about. The first that I did want to address. Are you sitting down? Was <laughs> I'm sitting down? Yes, and I will be for the next three months. Yes, I'm forcing myself to. Yeah. Okay, go cool then. So yeah, we just wanted to announce that we are taking a break because we've been doing this pretty much every week for two and a half years yeah and we deserve a little break so we're gonna take the next couple of months off (laughs) god damn it because you kids are driving us crazy (laughs) (laughs) no not really i need some peace and quiet (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean it's been a full it's been a full year for me already and it's only uh-huh. october and, had a lot going and a on. lot has happened so talissa and i have been talking about it and we are going to take a little break enjoy the holidays we'll still be around on social media yeah um, and we might pop up on patreon just to yeah. say hey there to because we love our patreon followers too Exactly. And we're not going to leave you completely high and dry. So if anything comes out on Patreon, then we will announce that on social media. And I don't think we'll be able to stay away from each other for that long. No. <laughs> I think there'll be something that comes up. <laughs> but yeah, so the there plan is, be. yeah, yeah. so the plan is uh, break until the new year. And then mm-hmm. in 2023, we're going to come back better than ever, refreshed and ready to podcast ready for hot girl 2023 the whole year (laughs) hopefully nothing's on fire hopefully there's not a maniac in power (laughs) i mean i can't promise like we were just saying that in 2020 everyone was like oh god the roaring 20s is gonna be so good and then australia was just (laughs) on fire hopefully it'll be a strong start to 2023 so yeah this will be the last episode for a while and we're basically gonna have a true crime chat aren't we about yeah. cases yeah. that are happening at the moment that are interesting us. Uh, but quickly, before we get into that, I just wanted to yeah. say thanks to all our Patreon followers, um, anyone who's like ever reviewed us, anyone who's ever said anything nice about us, and yeah. uh, especially to Brittany, because I know that you made a contribution um, again this month on Patreon. So I just want to say thanks for that as well. Thank you so much, Brittany and everyone. We love you guys. We love you forever. We do. Okay. What are we talking about? I wanted to talk about something very, very recent before you get into Adnan Saeed. Yeah, go for it. And our last story that I did last episode, the sentencing was coming out on the day that the episode was coming out. So I just wanted to update everyone that Stephen Downs, the guy who was uh, the... uh, what do you call murderer? it? Murderer? Murderer? <laughs> yeah. Is that the word? I was like, criminal perpetrator? Defendant? I don't know why I could... Yeah. <laughs> he was sentenced to 67 years for murder and eight years for sexual assault of Sophie Sergi. So Incredible. You, sir, may fuck off. Yeah. You can go hang out in jail for the rest of the time. Unless and, you live to like uh, 120, you're gonna be no because he's like 40 now right yeah he's not that much older than us so i think that they said he won't be eligible for parole until he's 75 yeah he'll be dead by then (laughs) life expectancy is not good in prison 
Yeah, he didn't look like a healthy guy. Like no, he looked he, you know pretty downtrodden. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's bye. fucked. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. I <laughs> love right. a cold case. You know this. So yes. um I want to hear about your story that you're going to do. Oh well. This is what I sent Talissa the other night because we all know that I love the Citizen app. And oh I my got god, this... was it on there? It was on there. Yes, I got an alert. Wow, that's on the close. App. That's close to I, you. That's why it was so terrifying. Fucking I hell! Was like what the fuck? That's literally what I texted you. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like because obviously they say California, right? And you think California is huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whatever. It said Stockton, California, which is up near San Francisco, which is about five hours drive away. Yeah. Still. Still. Mm, too close for a serial killer, in my opinion. Too close. Anyway, we have to see yeah. what this is. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that popped up on the Citizen app was it was like possible serial killer in Stockton, California. Uh, residents advised to not go out late at night by yourself. What have you got no choice? <laughs> Yeah. And a picture popped up and it was this just a, a scary picture of like the back of a man. It's so annoying. They're like, look out for this guy. What? A silhouette yeah. of a man? Yeah. <laughs> I'll always be looking out for a silhouette of a man. Trust me. Yeah, exactly. And it's just just to describe it to people, it is like the back of a man taken from a security camera somewhere on the street. And he's dressed all in black. It looks like he has a black hat on. There was a witness. So this serial killer, I took it down from the Washington Post. Okay. Uh, it said five men, each alone in the dark at night or early in the morning, were killed between July 8th and September 27th of oh this year in Stockton. Uh, police first announced publicly last week that none of the men were robbed. Police said that ca- the cases do not seem to be connected to drugs or gang violence so somebody's just having a spree it sounds like so it's not even like sexual Um, assault it's just that they're not robbed they're just killed yeah they oh my uh, god uh some of them are just being shot at whoa i mean that's scary a gun is a more identifiable murder weapon Mm-hmm. Than like strangling yeah. or stabbing or I don't know what else could you do um, slitting someone's throat or something stab but, stabbing yeah like you know because you'll know if it's a shotgun a handgun a rifle like you know what caliber bullet probably ballistics are pretty good yeah. right they yeah, must know exactly. stuff like that they're probably right. holding and quite a bit back too but they don't want to tell people yeah and the fact that they they're thinking that these are all connected you're right it's probably because the ballistics all match to the mm-hmm. same bullet or the same gun they said by definition these shootings are a series of killings and so we do believe that we could have a potential serial killer that's how we're going to treat it as such yeah and then they also mentioned how Another two cases from April of 2021, so last year, are also connected to this possible serial killer. They said so far the police do not have a motive for any of these murders. Last year, so there it was similar. Two people got just randomly shot. They weren't robbed or anything. And there were two men. And then there was a woman who got shot and she survived. 
<gasps> and she described what this person looked like, and he was dressed all in black. Oh shit! He was uh, he was wearing like a black mask, like a COVID style mask. Yeah, that's the so thing. No one's gonna tell. No one's exactly. gonna be weird about you wearing a mask. Yeah, fuck. Is he gonna be the COVID serial killer? Like, is that? I wonder if that'll be his name. If that's that's, it's a legit. Like, you can walk around with a mask on, and people aren't gonna be like, "What are you hiding?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, at all. I think that too about like being in LA and seeing people with masks on. I'm always like, I wonder if they're famous and they're just wearing a mask because yeah. they don't want to be recognized. <laughs> yeah, a mask, sunglasses, and hat that covers your entire face. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, just this last little bit. So there's no motive. They advise residents to be vigilant and avoid traveling alone. That's just scary. That's scary. <laughs> Well, it's got it's men, right? It's young men. I know he did shoot one woman, but maybe that was a mistake or he yeah, couldn't get anybody else that night or I don't know. Yeah. But mostly it's young men. So that's I, a change. I don't know if it's young men, it's just <laughs> uh men in general cuz I think some yeah. of them were in their 50s. Uh they released yeah, so this is what I mentioned and this is what I got an alert for. It said they released a blurry photo of a person of interest seen from the back and dressed all in black and that is that was just the scariest part of wow this whole thing okay so it could be anyone <laughs> yeah brilliant a man it could be a woman a man it could be a woman but i think is it height and stuff kind of tell well i don't know that's Maybe because it is men. Maybe it's like the the Juarez Mexico killings yeah. that I talked about those episodes ago, where it was like this woman just taking revenge on men. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we'll keep an eye on that, right? And maybe by the time we come back yeah. in January, we'll fucking know who it is. Yeah. Or more not things will be happening. <laughs> well, okay. I was trying to be positive, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the last big serial killer that was around that nobody recognized like i said to you was lisk the long island serial killer yeah well i actually i was looking it up to see like i wonder what other active serial killers there are really and yeah there's mostly um people around the world there's there's one in brazil called the rainbow maniac Oh, wow, okay. Caught What's he up yeah. to? <laughs> <laughs> he was killing... Okay, so this is what I have. Over the span of 18 months between 2007 and 2008, the Rainbow Maniac killed 13 people execution style with bullets to the head, all of whom were killed in Parturis Park in Brazil and then dumped in nearby bushes. My it's God. it's called he's called the rainbow killer because it's it's like lgbtq Victims. related to that yeah okay that person was never caught and that's an active serial killer that's pretty recent there's oh an, this other guy that i read about i was gonna do him in one of our episodes when we did south america yeah the story is just too horrible oh just, god i just kid. couldn't it's kid it's everyone it's just yeah everybody and this guy is named pedro lopez he 
is from Colombia and he just had a really messed up childhood. So once he grew up, he just started killing whoever he could. He ended up being caught and he was put away in jail and he had confessed to like hundreds of murders and he brought police to the gravesite where there was like over 50 people buried just completely told his story about how fucked up his childhood was this is why i murder blah 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 so they put him away and then they let him go like a year and a half later and nobody the- knows where he is oh great also yeah <laughs> The killers in the killers in South America and Central America are on another level. Like if you yeah. look, there's a Wikipedia page that my friend sent to me, and they were like, "Oh, have you seen this?" I was like, "Of course, I've seen it." And it, it was like, <laughs> it's like a Wikipedia page, and it's like serial killers with the most kills, and yeah. nearly all of the top ones are uh, South America or Central America. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's yeah. probably this guy something- would be on that list. Yeah, and I think it's something to be to do with the. Um, police being a bit corrupt or not as efficient and like you could travel up and down the country and it's a huge area you can run pretty easy i guess and it's Um, so rural like Colombia. there's a lot of forests oh yeah like just a lot of south america is like you could hide bodies somewhere and nobody would find them for 150 years probably that's another fucking israel keys link where he had victims in belize Mm-hmm. They think that he had like victims in South America because it's just easy to get yeah, away with it. Exactly. Um, um, this little bit though on that guy Pedro Lopez, they said in 2002 he was suspected of being responsible for a new murder, but nobody has been able to find him since 1998. That's petrifying. Yeah. That reminds me of that reminds me of like when Hannibal Lecter goes off at the end of the films and he's just got like a hat on and he's like, "See ya." Right. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> I don't yeah. know what film it's in. if it's like if it's Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs. Like I can't remember, but yeah, in one of those. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. What you're talking about Hannibal Lecter is just like just later's <laughs> just goes some, fucks some off. Some guy in yeah. the grocery store. That's yeah. who it is. Could be anybody. Uh-huh. And then yeah. the the last one that I looked at and I wanted to ask you about because I was reading different articles about it. Some of them were like, no, this is fake. It's an urban legend. It's not true. Hmm. And then others were like, it could be true. The Manchester Pusher. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it could be true. But again, it's really difficult because it's like there is a kind of Occam's razor explanation, which is drunk people fell in the river, Mm. which is kind Mm. of... I mean, sometimes when you walk along like rivers and canals and stuff in England, there is nothing between you and the water. Yeah. Not a little handrail, nothing. And right. if you, you were pissed off your nut and you fell in, <laughs> like there is a definite chance that that could be, there's, do you know what? There's a chance that could be true of some. And there's a chance yeah. that could, like, they don't have to all be murdered or all fall in, you know? Right. It could be 50-50, and I think yeah. that's what some of the articles were saying because other ones were like, no, the police don't think that there's a serial killer called the Manchester Pusher and he's just pushing people into the river. But then again, it would be very easy for someone to do that. And there was a person who was pushing people into the river at one point. Yeah, until you get CCTV of it actually happening it's difficult to say but there was a guy and he was like the most prolific rapist 
uh, in England. Did I tell the story on here? I can't remember. Possibly. If I did, uh, I mean, we've done like fucking like 120 episodes, so it's pretty hard to remember. And I talk about a a lot of shit, (laughs) but I can't remember his name. I think he's Indonesian and he would go out like in the street in Manchester and like in the gay area and like pick up guys who were really drunk or had lost their friends or whatever. He would just look out of his window and like see if there was anybody oh. vulnerable in the street. And then he would go down and say, hey, uh, like, oh, you seem to have lost your friends. Do you want to come up to my place and like have a drink and charge a phone oh, or call them or have a glass that. of water? Yeah, like really creepy Good Samaritan vibes. Yeah. And he was quite unassuming as well. Like he wasn't threatening looking. He was like, you know, quite um, slim and not that tall and just friendly. And so people yeah. would go, be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then he would drug them, rape them, record it. And he had like, when they found him, he had like hundreds of recordings of passed yeah, out people. I don't think you did a story on him. I don't think no. you did that. Uh, but yeah, like that happened. And if you said wow. to the police, like there's hundreds of men, yeah. gay and straight, that have been lured up to a man's house and drugged and raped, they'd be like, no, there hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So There's no there's, serial rapist here. Yeah, like there's a definite chance that it could be real. Yeah. But equally, there's a chance people are drunk. And equally, there's a chance some people are drunk. Some people have been pushed in by multiple people. Like, that's a a great way to murder someone if you want to murder someone. Right. And not get caught. Kind of lame, though. Yeah. Over pretty quickly. Like, is it that? (laughs) What, you really want to get in there? (laughs) I don't know. Like, serial killers. Well, I guess this uh, Stockton one, that too, it's like. You shoot someone, it's over. Like, when you think of a serial killer, it's like they're doing it because they enjoy it. Yeah, you think they enjoy the process of actually killing someone. Yeah, exactly. So pushing someone is just like, what do you get get out of that? (laughs) Yeah, especially if it's strangers. Like, if it's somebody you fucking hate and you want them out of your way, (laughs) then that's pretty convenient. But if, yeah, if you're, like, doing it for the love of serial killing, then I see how that would be pretty uneventful it, you're right though that is a uns- that is a potentially unsolved one or like a current one yeah it kind of reminds me of do you remember a couple of years ago there was cctv footage of this woman i think she was jogging or the man was jogging i can't remember which was which and this was in london mm. and there was a bus coming and this guy just fully like push this woman into the street like in the oh my way God. Of traffic this was on the news like it came out out here as well and it was just like yeah uh when you hear that you're like oh maybe it was an accident like maybe they bumped into each other but no he like fully pushed her that's horrifying she was like i've never met this man i would never seen him in my life it was just like, why? That's scary. Like, you're yeah. just jogging or you're walking down the street and some man who's bigger than you just shoves you into the street into oncoming traffic. That's happened in the tube as well recently. Somebody... Really? Yeah. I think I think this person went to push a woman onto the tracks, but she yeah. wasn't that close to the tracks. So people intervened and were like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. So yeah. it was like, because it was going to be like a struggle. So they intervened and right. stopped him. And that was like, that That made the news. But I think about that all the time. Like, 
how close you are to the track, like how, how close you are to the train when the tube right. comes. Like the old yeah. stations, there's no barrier. But like when you get on like um, the Jubilee line or the Elizabeth line, they're the newest ones and they've got like a cage around the track. Mm. So you can't yeah. possibly get at the track unless the doors are opening yeah. and the train's there. For that very reason, I suspect. All the rest of the fucking stations, you take life in your hands. They should just have that everywhere. I know, right? Living somewhere like London or New York or even LA. And people are fucking like, crazy. Exactly. People are you crazy. You don't know who's to behind you. <laughs> the amount of times where you're late for work because somebody is on the tracks, whether yeah. by their own doing or maybe someone pushed that I don't it, know. Yeah. You would think that they would just have barriers everywhere because it's it's a pretty for easy everyone. it's a pretty easy fix, right? Exactly. <laughs> also I think in Manchester, let's just pop a little guardrail up. That'll yeah. help, I'm sure. <laughs> Anyway, enough of On the town these planning. Hundreds of year old bridges. <laughs> let's yeah. uh, maybe give them a little update. Yeah, that's that's enough of my town planning rant. <laughs> um, Come on, guys. Right. That, the answer is right there. That's kind of yeah. That's the end of my updated serial killer list. So well, I'll be watch keeping, out. I'll be keeping a fucking close eye on that. I just wanted to leave people with a little bit of stress for our yeah. last episode before we go. If you live in Stockton, watch out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, California, like me. In general. Oh he, yeah, he could be anywhere. Yeah. He could be anywhere. So, next story. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. <laughs> what is this, fucking crime watch? <laughs> I was going to start this story off with a little anecdote, right? So, I was at home in my kitchen with my stepdad, and we were talking mm. about the castle doctrine in America, which is basically where if somebody comes in your house, you can shoot them. Mm -hmm. Although there's different varieties of it. So there's like stand your ground law, there's castle law, and there's like a retreat law or something, which is basically where the retreat one is like, you can, I think it's like you can shoot at someone and run away. Or Mm -hmm. if you're running away and they're coming after you, you can shoot them. The stand your ground is like, if they're coming at you in your own house or something, and then the yeah. the other one is, if they're anywhere in your house, regardless of whether they're attacking you or not, you can shoot them. <laughs> so they could be a guest. Yeah. You could uh, be like, you are in my house and I want yeah. you to leave, so I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I was at my dining room table and I said something about castle doctrine. But I said, oh, but I think, I said, I think it's different in every state. And I think it's different levels of whatever. And he went, no, it's, he went, no, it's the castle doctrine, which is where you can shoot anyone in your house and it's everywhere. I was like, no, I don't think it is. And he was like, it is. I went, no. And I was just like, (laughs) I was ready to move on. And then he was like, look it up. I went, okay. I was like, I can't wait to be right. Yes, I could totally imagine this conversation too because I've met him and I know how sure he is in conversations. (laughs) And I was like, I okay, cool. I can't wait to be proven right. So, you know, I just went, oh, no, actually it is, you know, different in every state and this is it. And I showed him a map and stuff. And I thought just the lack of decent (laughs) self-doubt. Also, I've done a true crime podcast specializing in the UK and the US laws for like two years, I think I would know. 
But I just went, right. no, I, I don't I don't think it is that. Oh, no, I was right. You like, you really know, just held really back, fucking humble. You held back. Really fucking humble. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Having said that, I know who murdered Heyman Lee. I fucking know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have right. no decent self-doubt in this. Like, okay. not a scrap. Let's let's talk about it. I can't okay. wait. So I thought I'd do a quick refresher for the people who have not heard about the Adnan Saeed case. Yeah. The reason that I'm covering it is because he has been released from prison and his conviction has been overturned. So the state, mm-hmm. it got overturned on the 20th of September this year. So the state now have 30 days to decide whether they want to recharge him or if they haven't got enough evidence to recharge him. And yeah. and he's been in prison for how long? Oh, like 23 years, I think. Or 20, really? No, 22 years. Or 21 years. Anyway, I'll, so I've got all the dates, so I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's over 20. But the general consensus is that they're not going to recharge him because okay. they just don't have the evidence. Because what their evidence was based on was shoddy science and one witness statement. So... Yeah. I'll just quickly go through the case so that people yeah. know if they didn't listen to Serial, which is the case that, which is the podcast that made his case famous. And this is the podcast. This is the podcast that got everyone into podcasts, into true crime. And true into, crime. Yeah. Armchair detective mode. Like the epitome of like if you want if you're a new baby and you yeah like, what podcast should i listen to this is this it. is number one yeah and i think it's because it was made by sarah koenig who she's a producer in Amer- in this american life which again another yeah. incredible podcast yeah and it was just a great story and she had access to all the basically the way that she got involved in it was there's a woman called, do you know what? I'll get into it. I'll get into it because okay, yeah, it's, it, that's yeah. a bit later on in the story. So yeah. uh, the way that the story starts, on January the 13th, 1999, 18-year-old Heyman Lee left school around 2.30 to go and pick up her, now loads of resources say cousin, loads of resources say niece. And I don't know what one is, but that's kind of irrelevant. Okay. But so she yeah. goes to pick up her relative from school and then she's going to go and meet her boyfriend don who is like an older Mm -hmm. guy he's in his 20s and she met him through work and they both work at the same place so her ex-boyfriend adnan syed he was still friends with her and he knew that she was dating don and he asked her for a ride that day but she said i don't have time i've got to go and do something so i can't yeah so that's fine End of school comes and she doesn't pick up her cousin and she's reported missing. She's just gone. And then, yeah. so um, about a month later, on February the 9th, there's a man named Alonzo Sellers and he claims, claims, that he mm-hmm. stops to take a piss in Leakin Park and he says he stumbles across Hay's body. Okay. So yeah. Hay's been found, she's been murdered, she's been strangled. Then it comes to February the 12th and police say that they receive an anonymous call telling them to look at Adnan as the murderer. Mm-hmm. So six days after that, they pull Adnan's cell phone records, see if they can find anybody to talk to about him. About a week later, the detectives talk to Adnan's friend, Jen, because her number is on the records. And she says she doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. 
then the next day, Jen goes back to the detectives and she says that a guy called Jay told her that Adnan killed Hay and that he helped bury the body and that Adnan showed Jay Hay's body in the trunk of his car. Yeah, this is all coming back to me. I yeah. I know that you've been like deep into this, but I specifically yeah. stayed away from it because I wanted to hear you talk about it and all the new details. So yes, this is all it's, coming back to me, all the friends coming up, saying different things. Yeah. Yes. There's so many of them as well because it's high school mm-hmm. and they hang around in a big yeah. group. There's fucking about f- 10 people who just get involved and are like, yeah, I saw them. Yeah. Yeah, I spoke to them. Yeah, they called me. And they're always at each other's houses, like smoking weed. And it's like, oh my God. (laughs) Because obviously when you're that age, you've got nothing better to do. So Yeah, uh, and everyone's friends and everyone's like kind of friends. And they're fucking borrowing each other's cars and hanging out at each other's houses. And you're just like, oh my God. It's exhausting. So Jay tells Jen that he's been involved in this murder. So the next day... Jay has an official interview with the detectives. And when I say official interview, I mean it was recorded. So mm-hmm. you don't know if he's spoken to them before this. If he yeah. has, it wasn't recorded. But this is the first recorded interview. Um, again, right. he tells them that Adnan showed him Hay's body and he leads them to Hay's car, which was missing. So the next morning on March the 1st, Adnan is arrested at his home. At like four in the morning, they burst through the doors and... Uh, take him to the station and that is the last time that his family see him in the house he never goes back to the house from then and this is like his being arrested and being looked into is all because of this anonymous tip and jay yeah and yeah eventually jay but like that's where it all started i just think that's kind of crazy yeah and i've been like I said, balls deep in the undisclosed mm-hmm. podcast. And yeah. just as a, just as a very quick side note, they found out that there was a Crime Stoppers tip before mm. this, in air quotes, anonymous tip. And the Crime Stoppers tip came with a reward and the reward was paid out as a result oh. of Adnan Whoa. getting arrested. Yeah, three grand. Wow. So somebody got oh. three grand to point the finger at Adnan and then implicate yeah. him. So there is a wow. theory that Jay called that tip in Ooh. to get three grand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, listen to the podcast for like loads more on that. But um, I could go on forever and we haven't got forever. So I'm going to crack on. <laughs> no. uh, so over the next month, Jay is interviewed three more times. So that's four mm. interviews in total. Every time he is interviewed, his story changes. Mm. Um, and it changes because... The police have pulled cell phone records and with the cell phone records come cell phone pings. So they're saying, okay, you were in this area at this time. You were in this area at this time. And so they kind of coach Jay's story to fit the cell phone pings. And you can hear Mm. it. You can literally hear it changing over time. It's insane that this testimony was ever let in. On September the 7th, 1999, Jay signs an agreement pleading guilty to accessory after the fact of first degree murder of Heyman Lee. Mm. He has admitted in the interviews that Adnan had called him previously to say, I'm going to murder her. Then he calls him to say, I've murdered her. Come and come and see me. And then yeah. 
Apparently, he says to Jay, can I have £10 of weed? Jay gets it. And then Adnan says, if you don't help me bury her body, I'm going to dob you into the police for £10 of weed. Ridiculous. But then he implicates himself in a murder. So what would you get in more trouble for? It's insane. The judge that sees Jay is renowned as being really lenient on young people. So Jay's 19 at the time. And the attorney that represents him is like, look around, he hasn't got anybody here. His family aren't even here. I mean, Jay did have a shitty upbringing and his, like he yeah. lived at his grandma's house and his mum wasn't around and his dad wasn't around and stuff. He gets five years suspended sentence and two years probation. So he wow. doesn't even go to prison for one day for helping yeah. to bury a body. It's insane, right? So once you've gotten over that fucking ridiculous situation on december the 8th 1999 adnan's first trial begins then on december the 15th a juror hears the judge call adnan's lawyer a liar (laughs) they overhear him calling her a liar um i can't there's no info on like why they said that why they called her a liar but they did And anyway, the juror then handed a note to the judge asking if Adnan's lawyer would now be replaced since she is a liar. And the judge was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I got to call a mistrial. So they had. Mess. The trial had only been going for three days and they had to stop it and start over again with a new jury. Wow. So on January the 10th, 2000, Adnan spends the fucking millennium in prison. Uh,. Adnan's second trial begins. Uh, So prosecutors obviously rely really heavily on Jay's testimony because that's all they've got. They present the cell phone tower records and they say that placed uh, Adnan and Jay in the park, Leakin Park, where where Heyman Lee's body was found. Uh, So the jury find him guilty of first degree murder, robbery, kidnapping and false imprisonment. Mm -hmm. He is sentenced on June the 6th, 2000, to life plus 30 years. So he's in prison for 14 years. And then a family friend of his, and also coincidentally a lawyer, although not his lawyer, called Rabia Chowdhury. She is the woman that does Undisclosed. It's really good. Mm -hmm. She contacts Sarah Koenig because she wants to get his story into the media. And Mm -hmm. by fuck does she get his story into the media? (laughs) 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 that worked so the podcast got more than 300 million downloads and is regularly cited as the most listened to podcast in the world yeah sarah koenig obviously looks into the uh cell phone evidence sees that it's a load of old bollocks they also so in february 2015 a maryland court agreed to hear an appeal for adnan which has come about because of serial and the evidence that they found so his lawyers like new lawyers they argued that they had new evidence that would have swayed the outcome of his trial and that was a witness so there's a girl called asia and she said that she saw adnan in the library at school when he was supposedly out murdering hay in the first trial his lawyer that was called a liar christina gutierrez she never contacted asia Asia wrote to Adnan and said, I saw you in the library. I think this could help your defence. Get your lawyer to contact me. And yeah. she never did. 
she apparently said to Adnan, the dates don't match up. It's nothing. And Asia never was contacted and she never got to testify that she was his alibi witness. Yeah. That was one thing. The next thing is there's a fax from AT&T regarding the cell tower information. And that says on it, only outgoing calls from the cell tower record can be relied on for location. Incoming calls Mm. can't. And all the Mm. incoming calls are the only ones that incriminate him. Right. So they're all the ones that place him in Leakin Park or with Jay, etc. So uh, that's brought forward. And then as that's all packaged up as saying he had inefficient counsel because if Christina Gutierrez was a good lawyer, she would have let Asia speak and she would have noticed that on the notes. And also as an aside about Christina Gutierrez, she was suffering from MS and Mm. she had an insane amount of, she had like seven murder cases going on at once all around the country. What? No wonder she was bogged <laughs> down. That. No wonder she yeah. was bogged down and missed stuff. She wow. had she had an f- awful disease and she yeah. was really overloaded. So um, wow. she's now dead. She died of MS. She was obviously really ill. Imagine um, being one of those seven cases and you were innocent and you're just like- I know, right? Trying to talk to your lawyer. You're, Sorry, I got another murder case that I got to handle. It's so shit. And yeah. also, I wondered if she was a public defender. Mm. You know, you're just stuck with her. She is who you got. Right. No, yeah. Adnan's family paid her wow. really well. She apparently said to them one time, I need five grand to take the jury to see the burial site. Write me a check now. Mm. And they did. <laughs> Having dealt with lawyers in the past month or two, that is what they do. They're just like, Oh, we got to do this. You got to give us money for it. You're just like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, crazy. So she fucked things up royally for him. In 2015, November, he was granted a hearing that would allow the introduction of new evidence. Then in June 2016, the judge on hearing this new evidence that they presented, he grants a new trial. Mm. for Adnan. So Hay's family were outraged and the state appealed the decision for the new trial to try and reverse that decision. And the lawyers asked for him to be released on bail, but that was denied. Two years after this, Adnan wins another appeal. So the Maryland Court of Special Appeals upheld the decision to grant him a new trial and they vacated his conviction, agreeing that he received ineffective legal counsel and he remained in prison. Then in 2019, Maryland's highest court denies the new trial. So basically from 2015 to 2019, it's been going back and forth, back and forth for people appealing the decision, appealing that decision, appealing that decision. It's like a game of tennis. I remember remember listening to the podcast and them interviewing Adnan and he had this attitude of like, sure, look into it. Whatever happens, happens. He seems super resigned. Yeah, just given up to, and no wonder, like five years, 2015 to 2019, it's just going back and forth and back and forth. Meanwhile, you're just sitting in jail. You're just like, well, none of this is affecting me right now. It doesn't make a difference. It's either I stay in or I'm out and that's it. That's all that matters to someone in prison. Uh, The lady Rabia, she was like, oh my God, I know we got a new trial. And he was like, yeah, but it's going to be a couple of years. Yeah. He was like calming her down, being like, don't 
he knows. Count your chickens. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's a patient man. <laughs> so it goes to Maryland's highest court in 2019. They reversed the decision from 2018 and they ruled in a four to three decision that while the original defense lawyer had been deficient, Adnan was not prejudiced by that deficiency and they denied him a new trial and reinstated his conviction. Wow. Then in November 2019, the United States Supreme Court declined to hear his case. Wow. Okay, but it's not all bad news. So... (laughs) In yeah. March, yeah. 20... I'm waiting yeah. for things to change, Delissa. It, it's okay. So, in March 2022, prosecutors agreed to new DNA testing because of advances in genetic profiling. So, yes. somebody successfully argued: now, if you tested X, Y, Z bit of evidence, you would get different results, and that is yeah. true. So they're like, okay, we agree to test. So. September the 14th, 2002, lawyers asked a judge to overturn Adnan's conviction. They stated reliability issues with the evidence presented at trial. And this is the turning point. Okay. So they discover a Brady violation. You probably know what a Brady violation is, but just in case anyone doesn't, a Brady violation is when the prosecution has evidence that they don't disclose to the defense. And that evidence would have changed the outcome of the trial. Right. Well, it doesn't even necessarily... No, it does. It does have had to change the outcome. Yeah, everything should be on the table so that it could affect it greatly or you're supposed to let everyone decide. Yeah, exactly. So prosecutors failed to disclose evidence implicating two other suspects. They asked that he be granted a new trial at a minimum and released on his own personal recognizance. So Mm -hmm. on September the 19th, 2002, Judge Melissa Finn vacated the conviction in the interests of justice and fairness. I think he, there was a new judge to oversee the case. There was a new prosecutor Mm -hmm. in the county, whereas historically he had this prosecutor that just fucking hated him and was like, you're staying in prison. And then they got a new prosecutor. So it changed everything. The state said, to be clear, we're not asserting at this time that Mr. Syed is innocent. While the investigation remains ongoing, when considering the totality of the circumstances, the state lacks confidence in the integrity of the conviction. So that suggests that they don't have enough evidence and they won't retrial him. So he's released from jail and he's placed in home detention and the state has 30 days to decide whether it will pursue a new trial or drop the charges. So that will happen on the 20th of October. We'll find out if he is free man, which I think he will be. And maybe... Maybe we'll come back for a little Patreon update. Maybe. That'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Sarah Koenig told the New York Times that two alternative suspects listed in the files were known to detectives at the time of the crime. And she said, the most damning thing is that a couple of people had told the police at the time that one of the suspects had a motive to kill Hay and even had threatened to do so. He said that he would make Hay disappear and that he would kill her. So who the fuck is this? Who do you think that is? So Hmm. the documents state, she goes on to explain that these two suspects had a history of violence against women and the information was never handed over to Saeed's defense. And that's a Brady violation. The court didn't name the two alternative suspects, citing an ongoing investigation. So I looked into it because I was like, I'm going to (laughs) fucking find out who this is. So a court filing did not name the two alternative suspects, but... Uh, one of them was ruled out because they've got they don't say their names but they've got details so one of them was ruled out by police based on faulty polygraph tests 
So I think that this is Alonso Sellers, the guy who discovered her body, because he passed polygraphs in the original investigation and this is why he wasn't pursued any further. Okay. And he also had convictions for flashing Mm. and indecent exposure. And where do you know where he is now? Uh, I don't know, but he's not dead. I know that much. So they also say both suspects have criminal records with one convicted of attacking a woman in her car and the other convicted of serial rape and sexual assault. Prosecutors said in a statement that the two individuals now suspected in the case may be involved individually or may be involved together. Okay. One of the suspects named in serial, and this is who I think is the best suspect. He was called Ronald Lee Moore. So Mm -hmm. He died by suicide in a Louisiana prison in 2008, but he was previously convicted of burglary and also suspected in a series of other burglaries, unsolved sexual assaults and murders across Maryland. He's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He was released from prison just 10 days before Hayes' disappearance and death. He was he was part of the original investigation, but DNA found at the crime scene didn't match him at the time, but it also didn't match Adnan, so that shouldn't have made a fucking difference. By Right. Baltimore's uh, standard. He's also yeah. known to have killed two women. The first is 23-year-old Sean Marie Neal in 1996, who was strangled to death in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And he was convicted of this case through DNA in 2020. Wow. So I think that's like trace DNA or DNA they couldn't get before. Yeah. The second person that he killed, and this is really close and really similar. So... That was 27-year-old Annalise Hyang Suk Lee. She was a Korean-American woman who was murdered in 1999 in Maryland. Lee was last seen alive on December the 10th, 1999, in a parking lot outside her apartment after she was dropped home by her employer. Her employer mm. grew concerned when she didn't show up for work or answer her phone, so she was reported missing. And then her body was found at Owings Mill, Maryland apartment on December the 13th. She died of blunt force trauma and strangulation. Again, Mm -hmm. Hay was Korean-American. Hay was in Maryland. Hay was murdered on January the 13th, 1999. This lady was murdered on December the 10th, 1999. Again, the case went cold until DNA was tested in 2013 and pegged him for the murder. Wow. He was in prison for like burglary and stuff like that. And then it turned out that testing the DNA came up with him in 2013 and 2020. It's just hard because it's just like he doesn't have any connection like everyone else does. He's just some dude that doesn't know anyone. No, but he didn't know any of his other victims either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's who that's mark my words. I think the DNA is going to come back as Ronald Lee Moore. But I... I see where you're coming from. The more that I think about this, this is me figuring it out in real time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear your Um, theory. Just the fact that the other people that were questioned, like Jay and Mm -hmm. what did you say, Alonzo? Yeah. um, That they just seem very sketchy with their information. So you've you've got your eye on Alonzo or Jay? I think so, yeah, because... Mm. That's good Good suspects. Alonzo's a great suspect. And, but also, Jay, like, just the fact that his story changed a bunch of times. You know, mm. was it teenagers being really stupid and scared and being like, I'll just tell the police whatever I think is the best lie because I don't want to get in trouble for weed or I don't want to get in trouble for whatever else? 
if it were just this random serial killer man, those kids, those other potential suspects, I feel like their lives would be cleared off pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. There's also the sticking point of the car. Like, how did Jay know where Hayes' car was? Right. But exactly. If you recall Serial, which you probably won't because it was in 2014, <laughs> and you haven't been in the quagmire of it like I have, but yeah. Hayes' car, Jay had his first interview and then he led them to her car. Her car was yeah. on a lot, which was next to some houses. And they interview a woman who lives in the houses and she was like, there is no way that car was there for six weeks, which is how long it was between her murder and them finding her. She was like, there's no yeah. way that car was there for six weeks because the grass underneath it is alive and it should be dead if it had been there for that whole time. There's also fresh yeah. grass on the wheels. And she was like, when people park there, we call up the building people and we're like, whose car is that? Get it moved. So yeah. she was like, there are no cars there that we wouldn't have noticed. And that car has not been there. So mm -hmm. there's a theory that the police knew where Hayes' car was and they moved it and then told Jay where it was and then said, right, now you discover it, you know? Mm. So that's the theory about the car. So another layer to this story is just sketchy cops. Yeah, and also the cop that was interviewing Jay, he later on got um, reprimanded for fucking sketchy confession tactics and, uh, yeah, just coercing people. Like, he said to a woman who was a drug addict if you don't say that you witnessed this murder, I'm going to get your kids taken away from you. Mm, yeah, I so, remember that part. Yeah, yeah he, he would do stuff like that. So he is a sketchy cop and Baltimore police don't mm. have a good reputation anyway. Right. Especially not in like the 90s, 2000s. I mean, pe the reason people think Adnan did it is because he doesn't have an alibi mm -hmm. between the times when she was murdered. Like he doesn't have a story. He can't go, on the January the 13th, I was here, then here, then here. Right. He's like, I don't remember where I was. And he's so passive as well that it you just kind of, like I'm trying to remember when you finish the serial podcast, it does kind of leave you in a place of like, did he or didn't he? Yeah. And I think that was how I felt after it. The fact that he's so passive, like, yeah, I'm in jail. Like, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. Like, if you were innocent, you'd be more like, no, <laughs> I want to fight the this. Exactly. Yeah. But the fact that he's so passive about it and that maybe that's just who he is, I think that's what affected. He's a stoner. Like, he he smoked weed every day, I think. And that's why he hasn't right. got a fucking clue what he did or where he was. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's and a teenager. Like, can you truly, when you were 18 years old truly remember what you did over a few weeks time not really like god no people you're talking to people you smoke weed that that's another yeah point to it it's just like yeah he he's he was a teenager he was he was a kid he didn't he was just doing whatever there wasn't anything sinister yeah i i mean do you do you think there's a chance that adnan did it still or are you like on the fence? I don't think so. Well, I after listening to you and all these different points, but also in the past, I don't think that he did either. But I always think that when people are 
not fully forthcoming like Jay or even Adnan, there's something that they know that they're not saying mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. never said it. Sometimes I think that that could be an element to it that makes them seem guilty or they are guilty of that. Somebody's not telling the truth. Yeah, right. So wait and see. But we, yeah, we will see. I have been obsessed. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, and there's also the HBO documentary on this. If people, yeah, want which is to great. Get into it as much as yeah. Tell us all the things that you've read and listened to, so that if anyone else wants to go down this hole, like I will after this, I want to yeah. revisit it after listening to this. I think I'm going to put out like I don't know a poll or something on Instagram, being like, "Do you think he did it?" Is Adnan guilty? Yes, no. Like, I just want a quick finger in the air, like, if what everyone thinks. (laughs) Right. Yeah, good job. Good relay of everything that's happened since 1999. (laughs) I was like, I was like, you need to cut this shit down. No one cares. Like, (laughs) I was like, calm down. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was the abridged version. Amazing. Good job. Thanks, pal. Yeah, so we're going on a break, but we'll probably see you on Patreon. And don't forget about us, because we'll be back. But We'll be around on social media. Follow us on Instagram. If you want to get on Patreon, we'll put out some stuff there. But we're not gone forever. We're just taking a little break. We hope everyone has an amazing and safe holiday. Watch out for serial killers. Jesus Christ. Always, always looking out. We love you and talk to you soon. Bye. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Transatlantic Crime this week. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Transat Crime Pod, Instagram at Transatlantic Crime, and on Facebook with Transatlantic Crime Podcast. Thanks. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.